Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the podcast about action figures. But you know, it's a little bit edgier. You might even say it's a little bit extreme. And I know something about extreme because I'm the franchise Shane Douglas. Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, the gold standard. Tune in or get your, you know what, franchise. Now cut the f- music. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I'm your host, Joe Static. Hey, Joe, how's it going? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it feels like forever for some reason, and uh, it's only been about a week. Yeah, it seems like we recorded forever ago. I know. We had that wonderful episode, Always Ready, episode 28, featuring Matt Cardona, Always Ready, Matt Cardona. We had a great interview with Matt. Again, we want to thank him for being on the podcast, and we want to thank all our new listeners, if you are a new listener to this podcast, and... Obviously, we want to thank all our listeners that have been there since the beginning. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, I enjoyed that episode. You know, I listened to it back. I listened to the full interview with uh, Matt, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought the questions were perfect, and I thought he answered them. He thought he answered everything pretty good. Yeah, and he gave us a little surprise. You know, he gave us the Major Pod Network surprise, which they recently announced during Major Fest which was cool. So they're expanding what they do. And it's just good for wrestling figures overall. Obviously, with more attention onto something, the crazier the marketplace gets. So that's one downside. But think of it this way. Your figures will be worth more too in the long run. So you got to roll with the punches. So we're back this week. Want to thank everybody for joining us. And don't forget, you can listen to that episode and all our prior episodes on all major podcast platforms. Our main hub is Podbean, though. So go over there, head over there, listen to the podcast. And if you do listen, please write a review. We need some more reviews, Joe. Yeah, we got a couple new ones in, which I'm about to get to right now. I uh, did a little giveaway on Twitter. Um, I already announced the winner. It ran for a couple days. And the point of the post was to leave us a review pretty basic. Leave a review, retweet the post, leave a comment. You left a review to get some of those reviews up. You know, we got a couple in and I announced the winner on Twitter. I'll announce it here. He's been a a supporter of the show, I think, since the beginning. And the winner of the MJF figure giveaway on Twitter is at Big Woody Style. He won the figure. He sent me his address. So that figure is in the mail on the way to him. Thanks for leaving the review, buddy. Yeah, thanks for leaving the review. And I'm sorry, everybody, but I've been going through some personal stuff. I've been trying to organize my time with the Instagram account. Bear with us. I think I got a time where I can do Instagram and we'll get it rolling from there. So congratulations to the figure giveaway winner. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter for more giveaways, more news, more announcements at SQD Circle AFP. Again, that's at SQD Circle AFP. And Joe, unfortunately, we had to pause some of the YouTube channel stuff as well, but don't forget to head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe there. We're trying to organize a new date for our next YouTube live stream, and we'll figure it out sooner than later, right, Joe? Yep. Yeah, we'll get that date for the next live stream up. Yeah, pretty soon. We're going to figure that uh, next date out. Soon as we know, you'll know. Of course. So it's really important. Again, go to the YouTube channel, follow us there, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. So, Joe, let's get right into it. There's so much news, there's so much announcements, there's so much to get caught up with. But the recurring theme on this podcast for the 
the last couple episodes is retros and Hasbro style figures and Zombie Sailor made a huge announcement over the past few weeks where he's going to be introducing his own retro line, retro slash Hasbro inspired wrestling figure line. And as we as we said, he probably would. He announced the first ECW wrestler, Sabu. What do you think about that, Joe? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. He's homicidal. He's suicidal. He's genocidal. He might be on welfare. And uh, we're going to get him in the palm of our hand in a Hasbro figure. Terry Brunk, a.k.a. Sabu. You know, Will, when I found out his real name, it just kind of took away the mystique (laughs) for some reason. When I found out his name is Terry Brunk, I was like, "Oh, oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why, you know, it's just uh, such a basic name. And I'm like, I looked up his nationality after that, like a psycho. I'm like, what is he just like an Italian guy? But anyway, yeah, we're getting Sabu retro figure form. You know, I uh, watched the interview with Zombie the other day, or I should say, listen to it. And these figures are going to be the real deal, man. Yeah, I mean, as close as you can get, you got Ron Rudak for the first time since the early 90s, recreating, drawing these uh, figures up for uh, the Zombie Sailor toy line. And this thing is going to be spot on. The only thing I'll say, Will, is I'm pretty... I don't know why me personally. I'm all about the color with Sabu and some of the colors I hate that he's had over the years, like with his pants. Some of them I just really don't like. So I am curious to see what color Zombie goes with for the boots and for you know his pants and everything. Yeah, I didn't listen to that interview, so I don't know if anything was announced. And I looked at the drawings by Ron Ruda, and I don't know if color choices were actually labeled on those drawings. I don't think they were from what I saw. No, no, nothing nothing color-wise. Yeah, I mean, come on, Joe, you got to go classic white and green here. I mean, I, I just, I don't think you do orange. I don't think you do yellow. I think it's got to be the green and white. That's just my opinion. Just like that Haru shirt that I have, you know, it's just iconic. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm curious, man. When this figure drops, I'm curious about the color on that. Maybe they do even uh, pop, possibly like a metallic metal flake look too. You know, he had a lot of those kind of shiny looking goldish pants and yellowish style pants. Again, I personally, I think the green and white pops. I love that they included the removable headdress. Yeah, it's going to be a great line. I don't care about Downhausen. And again, I'm probably going to pass on the Major Brothers figures because I'm getting the Super 7 stuff. But Again, if he can go in this direction in the future, he's got my money. Yeah, same here. I mean, you called it, Will. You go back a couple episodes. You said, you know, if he does the ECW, if he does a couple ECW superstars, some of the guys from uh, ECW, I'm all about it. And here we go. You know, we got our first one and kind of predicted it. We knew we had a feeling, you know, it was coming. So here it is. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. Smart business, right? I think of it, again, as Matt was discussing with us, this is the toy business. You know, we don't give away toys. We're not living in a fantasy world here. And really what makes sense, right? So it makes sense that he has these ECW connections. He's done the pins and stuff and a lot of the merch with some of these guys. So to throw Sabu in there, really, I guess this would be his first series. And if it is a first series and he's going to like do four to a series and he's, you know, he'll have like, I don't know, two modern guys and then maybe like an independent guy and then maybe a retro. I think that's a good mix. Again, I'm not all in for everything, but if it's ECW related, I'm in, like we said. And yeah, man, great stuff. Moving on a little bit, another retro Hasbro-inspired wrestling figure producer announced Chella Toys recently released their Ethan Page prototype. And again, 
I, I just don't care. You know, I'm sorry. It's just not the right selection for me. But if you guys love Ethan Page, go get it. Yeah, Ethan Page, I guess I just never watched him any of his matches. I caught a couple of matches with him in Impact with the North. I seen a little bit of his stuff on YouTube, which is entertaining. Um, I think he's a solid wrestler. But yeah, well, I have no connection with the figure. I think the figure looks pretty good. The face looks a little strange, but then again, you know how you know what we say. You got to see it in hand, see it when it's finished. But I'll, I'm with you, Will. I'll probably pass on that one. Yeah, again, it's all about connection here, you know, whether it be nostalgia or in the modern era. And there's just nothing there for me to be like, oh, my God, I want an Ethan Page figure, you know, being a YouTube celebrity and having a figure doesn't do it for me. You know, like I I, I don't care. Yeah, same here. The, the blue meanie, maybe when the meanie drops. Uh, you know, it might be by itself. It's if it's in a two pack, I really don't want the other guy. So, but the meanie, I'm a little interested in. And I think we would both agree here with what I'm about to say. But if you have an independent toy line like this and you're the creator, you guys got to get creative. I'm sorry, but these independent guys that not a lot of people know about. And, you know, I think Nick Aldis was a good pick for the first figure in the Chalo Toys line, but even those are still around. They produced about 2,000. I don't see that they're sold out. So that tells you right there, you guys got to get better at selecting who you're signing to deals and what figures you're creating and how much of them you are creating. Because I'm telling you, man, these obscure guys, I just don't get it. Like, why the hell am I getting Danhausen? I have never you seen know- <laughs> this guy wrestle. You know, like, you know, well, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole real quick with Danhausen. I kind of like what he's doing. Like I kind of like watched a little YouTube video on him, a little backstory. I kind of get it. I went to his pro wrestling tea store, man. Like I said, I went down a rabbit hole. I think that figure is going to look cool. And I think, you know, with Ring of Honor and, you know, he's moving up the ranks. I think he's going to have a big future, man. There's something about him. You know, the evil is partly, I forgot his catchphrase, but I think there's something to him that we'll be seeing a lot of him in the future. And I think Zombie's onto that. As far as Ethan Page, you're right. Uh, you know, they limited it though, Will. They did a one of 500. You know, they're not doing yeah, the 2000 thing, well, but even that, even that, yeah. I'm like, dude, it might be 200, <laughs> uh, yeah, even a hundred. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you know, again, even with the downhouse, downhouse and like I heard him on busted open when they had get yourself over Mondays or whatever it was during the pandemic. And, you know, he just didn't impress me. You know, he's talking to, you know, in, to himself in the first person and stuff. I don't know. I thought it, I, I at least found it kind of annoying. Yeah. He ends everything in housing. He was supposed to get himself over. And I don't believe he got himself over. That's just my take on it. You know what I'm saying? You got Bully Ray there. You got Bubba. You got Dave LaGreca. And the guy flopped. I thought it was terrible. And again, I've never seen him in the ring. And I don't even know how you could see him in the ring, right? Because, yeah, he's in Ring of Honor. But God, God knows what the hell has happened to that, even if they're on anymore and where you can watch it. And I'm not going to go some, you know, search obscure YouTube shit. It's stupid. So, I, again, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not. But. Guys, the whole point of this is, again, if you're creating these lines, I know you want to have a little bit of something for everybody, right? And you can't you can't discredit modern, younger generations and whatnot, but like make good choices. I mean, you know, you've seen it happen all the time with Mattel and, and things and how that fails because you make bad selection choices, right? So yeah. I don't know. Nostalgia's high right now. I'd be just I'd be running that retro bandwagon to the cows come home, boy. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Same thing with the Jay White. You know, you got the nerds clothing Jay White. Jay White's a hot superstar. You know, he his uh, contract ended with New Japan. I'm I'm sure a lot of people are interested in him, and he's a main event player. 
he can be if he's used right. And uh, yeah. then you have FTC releasing the Jay White. Finally, you get the head sculpt, you know, kind of what he's going to look like. I mean, it's, uh, you know, who, who can get to it first, I guess. You know, we'll probably see the Nerds Clothing one first. But like you said, well, it's a little obscure. I know he's, you know, he's leading the Bullet Club. You know, he's a good wrestler, the Switchblade. He's got the whole thing going for him. You know, I, I uh, WGP heavyweight champ, intercontinental champ. I think he was the U.S. champ, maybe not intercontinental there. But he's, he's held all the belts for the most part. He's a big time player, but at the same time, is anyone going to buy the figures? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look at the NJPW stuff from Super 7. We love Super 7, and even that is a little obscure. And I've talked to a lot of people about it, and they're passing on the second series. You know, they're kind of picking and choosing and, and all this stuff, and they want to see it in hand. And it's just, again, it's obscure. It's, yeah, there is a demand from it, but how much of a demand? So, anyway, let's get on to the big boys where the big boys play, baby. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Woo! Are we going to go into Legend Series 10 here? Yeah, we'll go into Legend Series 10, which personally I think is a big flop. I am not impressed with the series lineup whatsoever. I don't know really what I'm going to do. I definitely am not going to pre-order them. I don't know. What's your take, man? Run down the line for us. So Legend Series 10, we got the images. Um, Let's see. First up, we got Vader. Well, I think the Vader looks pretty good. I like the black, you know, the all black, the red. You get that classic Vader helmet with the horns, which is awesome. You get uh, another head and a red Vader mask. You can, you know, interchangeable heads on that. The black looks pretty good, man. I think the black looks awesome. Yeah, I want to go over them. We'll do one by one, too. So we'll take. We'll have your take, my take, and uh, we'll go from there. And, I, you know, I, I like it, okay? I'm not saying that I don't. It's Big Van Vader. It's the WCW era, his debuts, got the mask and stuff. You know what I just don't like about the Vader? They still have not nailed that body mold on him. It just looks wonky. Oh, yeah. Vader is very yeah. top-heavy with skinny legs and stuff. And they just make him look like fat. And I, I just don't know. There's something off about it. Now, I'm going to get it. It's a Vader figure. And actually, out of every single figure in this series, that's my favorite one. But that's my major gripe with that figure. Yeah, the body. I'm zooming in on the body right now. It's just it's like a basic kind of stocky kind of, you know, stocky wrestler body. That's not really Vader's body. Like I said, well, like if you go back, man, that Vader oh, uh, original San Francisco figure, I always love that body mold because he's got the big chest, you know, kind of trims down on the waist a little bit, but the bigger chest, bigger, you know, his arms weren't that long. You know, I think for Vader figures, you have to nail his frame. This doesn't nail it, but at the same time, the accessories, the helmet, you get him in the black when he was in Japan as well. I think it's, I think it's cool and he's going to definitely be the top seller of the four. Oh, without a doubt. I agree with you. With it, that. It's going to be impossible to find this. I agree. It'll definitely sell out of pre-orders just like the Million Dollar Man did this week. So yeah, that's that's great. What, what do we got next? What are the other three? Next, John Cena figures are pretty much beaten to death at this point. I mean, how many other John Cena figures are we going to get? I guess they have to include him. I understand there's a whole side that likes John Cena. The Ultimate Edition is the best John Cena figure. This, I kind of understand, you know, it's the prototype, John Cena, which is cool, when he first debuted. The Ruthless Aggression Cena with the Kurt Angle, when he had the different colored trunks with the city he was in every night, you know, he kind of did that thing. No one really gave a shit. But this is the prototype John Cena with the orange and blue. He's got the big boots up to his knee there with the pads. For some reason, it comes with, I guess, I don't know if this is a mess up, it comes with that little Vince that's in the Firefly Funhouse for some reason. 
No, that's not a mess up, man. So what they did is they took the WrestleMania fiend Bray Wyatt. So he was in this getup during that whole whatever cinematic match that they had. Oh, that's what this is supposed to be. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's basically a tweener figure, which again, I, I it's not it's the Legends figure, but they're tr- they're like trying to capitalize off of you seeing him in that match in this attire. You know what I'm saying? So back then, I kind of liked the prototype Cena. I know he had no personality and he was just a wrestler getting beat every week, but I thought he was pretty good at that time, you know? A lot better than when he changed. You know my take on that. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you weren't even watching that. No, no. And that was one of the reasons why. So pass on the John Cena. That is just a ugh fig. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Next up, I'm going to go with DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. This is his uh, WWE attire. It looks like the shorter hair. I think the pants with the boots look good. I like the design on the side. I do like the vest with the bang man. Bang man is kind of corny. I think the vest looks pretty good. I like the color. I think the DDP head here looks great. I like the short hair DDP. I always remember his match with Taker. And of course, you can make the diamond with the, with the hands here. DDP, I'm interested in. I agree. I think the DDP they nailed. I think the head scan is one of the best we've got from him, especially on the the short hair. I hope that we can get maybe another updated. I know, gosh, we are too deep in that WCW version, so I'm not sure if they'll they'll do it again. But I do like this version of DDP. Like you said, it was during the Bang Man. He's got the microphone on his ear. My question is that microphone removable. That's it doesn't look removable. It looks molded on. And if that's the case, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like you really can't have him in ring unless unless I don't remember. I mean, I don't think he wore that during matches, did he? No, I remember him coming out with that in his ear when he would come to the ring or beforehand, but he definitely didn't wrestle matches in it. Will, I got to say that probably doesn't come off, but I hope it does. I just have a feeling it doesn't. I know. And I don't think we got confirmation on that yet by Steve or anyone, but I'm sure we'll, or maybe we did and we just haven't seen it, but we'll ask and we'll see what's going on there. But yes, so Vader and DDP, I think I'm all in for right now. And then Joe, the final one of the series. What do you think about this one? Brutus, the Barber Beefcake, one of my favorite wrestlers from that era. Maybe not so much the in-ring work, but uh, the character I enjoyed as a kid. I always liked me. Personally, again, I always liked his his attire. Even as a kid, I enjoyed the attire. I liked what he used to wear to the ring. And the attire that I would go with here is the one, I think it's the uh, Chase version here, the blue leopard, kind of the purple wristbands over the fists. But the blue with the purple with the yellow jacket, the, again, leopard yellow, it just speaks to me, man. I, 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 love, the, I love that color combo. I love the attire. That's classic Brutus. He has the uh, neckband on with the bow tie, and he comes with the classic WWF tag title. It just hits all the points for me, man. I love the colors. The regular version, I'm not, I don't really care about, but this version is the one I'll be after. Yeah, I agree with you with that sentiment. I think it's interesting because now the WrestleMania 2 attire with the zebra, the yellow zebra, is the regular version, you know? So. That's really, if you wanted to have the Greg, you wanted to have him in the WrestleMania 2 attires, you could do it. You got to get that regular one. But I agree with you. I actually like the chase and how it pops, personally. I like the blue leopard with the pink leopard on the the hands and, and forearm areas. 
I do like that he comes with the old school tag team titles, that grayish look on them. And it's a great early, you know, 80s Brutus the Barber beefcake figure. So I'm all in for both of these probably. I'd like to have the two titles as well. Just, you know, even if I decide to open them one way. So for me, I think, you know, I, I'm going to get the majority of this set. You know, I'm going to pass on the Cena, but I'm not excited about it. You get what I'm saying? Like, this is the, there's nothing really exciting here. I'm not saying, oh my God, I can't believe we got a DDP in short hair. And oh my God, I can't believe we got another Vader, which is cool, but again, body's still off. And, you know, it's just like, okay, I have two in my collection already. And then, oh my God, we got Brutus, which is kind of maybe the one I'm most excited about. But again, it's, it's from an earlier period in wrestling, which I didn't grow up watching. I've watched WrestleMania too, a bunch prior to that. But again, it's just like, I don't know. It's This series is just not hitting it for me, man. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I am, some days I'm excited and some days I'm not. With the legends coming back in general, I haven't been super excited about them. Not like the first six series. When those first came out, I mean, Rick the Model, I mean, we can, go, we can go down the list. I was excited back then. Since they've come back, it's kind of been, eh. You know, they lost the Sting in Series 7, which I was excited about. The Razor we had, I didn't really care. The Heenan was kind of cool until I seen it in person. Same thing with the Valentine. The Valentine I was most excited about. You know, 8, whatever, 9, same thing, Million Dollar Man, I guess. That Tatanka's kind of cool. But yeah, well, it's just another line to buy, pretty much. That's what I think about. I get a little excited here or there. As far as Series 10, I'll definitely be picking up the Vader. My top two here are the Vader and the Brutus. If I don't get the DDP or uh, the Cena, maybe in stores, maybe I'll buy it. But I don't really care about that. DDP, whatever. The Vader and the Brutus, I'm after. But Legends, as they've come back, like I said, I'm not too excited. Yep, same here. So, I mean, we kind of went into a gorilla position there almost on this, so we got to roll. Uh, it's a, <laughs> yeah, look, I agree with you. I think legends are good, right? But they're not great. Yeah, it's another line. You're like, all right, I'll get it. We're we're uh, nostalgic collectors. We like the older guys. We get a couple here. Exactly. I, I think the best series that they've put out so far is probably the Warrior Eddie, right? Oh, yeah, series, uh, series eight. Yeah, S- series eight. Yeah, the Warrior, the Eddie, the Jake. That's the best series. And if they can go in that direction, and they didn't need Paul Orndorff there. They could have even chosen someone else, I think. But yeah, so, all right, cool. Let's move on. We're going to go stick with Mattel. Stick with Mattel. Fan Takeover Ultimate Edition, Amazon exclusives. Steve, Rob, they gave us uh, some insight to when these things are going to be released. You got Jeff and Hogan in the summer of 2021. You got Warrior and Michaels, yes, for... Late 2021, early 2022 releases. So from what I've seen, the Hogan on a Facebook poll, the WrestleMania 9 was winning, which is not good. Uh, yeah, I was just about to get into that real quick. We'll see which, what, what your pick was. You know, the Uncensored 96, I don't give a shit about. The WrestleMania 9, same thing. I could care less. I, I got to go with that WCW Nitro debut. That's what I chose. I yeah, agree I with you 100%. And... It's the debut, especially if they give him the title. Oh, my God. The big gold. I mean, Joe, but you know, and this is why they 
it shouldn't be fan takeover. Just choose the one that you think it best fits. This WrestleMania nine is not going to fit. It's a garbage figure. We don't need another WrestleMania nine Hogan. It's so plain looking. I know. Can I just, I can go on and on about it, you know? Yeah, it sucks. That's winning. Jesus Christ. Before that, the Hardys, I don't even care. (laughs) Oh, no. Armageddon, WrestleMania, I guess. Hardy would probably be my pick. I I mean, who gives a shit out of the three of those? (laughs) I mean, can I even tell the Hardy figures apart nowadays? I don't even know what's what. If you put 10 Hardy figures in front of me from recent releases, I, I can't tell you who's who. I don't know. You're right. And do you really care? No, at I this don't. point, I mean, I, I exactly. I didn't vote because I'm not buying it. Yeah, just I, the Hardy, I don't care about Hogan. I think we're on the same page there. The Nitro debut. Should we even bring up the Warriors? Well, you know that the WrestleMania six won. I mean, I think they oh, they did? were hinting. Oh my god. Well, I think Steve was hinting at that on one of his Instagram lives or whatever. I mean. I, I think it's going to win just because people want an updated version of that figure and they can do him with the worn face paint like they did with the Royal Rumble one. They can give him both titles. There's a lot of reuse there, hint, hint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there is. They have the intercontinental title. They got the two heads. They have the tassels. That is just a big time reuse figure and they don't have to do much you know, to change it. I could see that. I, I would go with the warrior in the middle. I like the white, white, white belt, You know, the kind of blondish hair. White face paint. Yeah, I wanted. Well, I wanted the one from uh, Survivor Series that we saw, nineteen ninety. I mean that that would be my pick. Yeah, I forgot about that one. The with the third pick here, I'm not really sure with the green, but that one's probably the least favorite. I'd, I'd say out of the three. Yeah, so you know that's kind of that, and then the Michaels again. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like yeah, if I had a pick, I'd probably go. Eh, I'd probably go King of the Ring ninety five. Give me the first one. Yeah, I guess so. I like, I don't know. I think I would actually not go with the first one. I think I'd probably go with the blue attire. Oh, yeah, that's 96. Yeah, it's 96. Just because it's a little, it pops a little more. To be honest with you, 95, King of the Ring, 96, King of the Ring, give me either one. I'll probably get this, Michaels, because it is a 95 era, 96 era. But again, it's just like, eh. I feel like you have to be quick too on these now because Amazon's all over the place. And sometimes you have to type in very specific things to find the figures, and then they're sold out, coming again, sold out. And that rock figure, now that it's completely sold out on Amazon, if you didn't pull the trigger, it's like a hundred over a hundred dollars now online. It's completely one hundred fifty. So if you don't pull the trigger on these when they come out, you'll definitely be paying more. Yeah, you got to get them as soon as they're released. I actually like it. I think it increases the collectability. You know, I just yeah. you just got to be quick. You got to make sure to get your pre-order in. Remember, guys, Amazon doesn't charge you for pre-orders until it ships. So order five of them if you want. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really matter. I'm going to order two of each except for the Hardys. And yes, uh, just an FYI, that Warrior that you wanted, the one with the white title, is from Survivor Series 1990. So the, we, we are on the same page there. Oh, I nice. Hope that- okay, cool. Yeah, I hope that, that wins. That, that would be my pick. All right. Well, let's go over to the other company. Cl- close it out here, a little AEW. Yeah, we're going to close it out and start it with a, a little AEW hint, hint. So what do you think? What do you think about the Ringside Collectibles exclusive Cody Rose figure? I mean, this was leaked, and now we finally have the images in hand. And just FYI, I ordered two of them. <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, well... I like AEW's, you, you know, we, we like the AEW product over here on the pod. 
I think in hand, the packaging looks good. I like the double or nothing. I like the attire, obviously, from then. And I like that they gave us the TNT title, you know, the original TNT title before it was done up, you know, just to get the belt out there. You get that version with Cody. So I, I, I like that. I like the back, you know, Cody versus Archer. I think that's cool. The belt looks good. You know, even the plain belt, the American Nightmare shirt. It's a ringside exclusive. You know how we feel about those and the collectability on those in general. So overall, well, I ordered one as well. I like the style of the box. I like the big package. And I think the Cody with the title in there looks good. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. I think people do miss out, though. The backside of the box is a little translucent. It actually has like a double or nothing window, and you can see the shadow of the figure through it, which is pretty cool. I do like that, and it's very oh, yeah. difficult to it's very difficult to see if you don't give a you know a double take on it. But yeah, Joe, and the heads agree. are the heads are on the side. Yeah, it's like a little kind of tray display, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that too. And this is the first Cody you're going to have with the neck tattoo, so. You get the TNT title. You get the neck tattoo for the first time. You get the commemorative edition because this is the first time him winning the TNT title against Lance Archer. You get the belt. You know, the belt says Archer versus Cody, which is cool. Yeah. Again, it's a ringside collectibles exclusive. The collectability is there. Got the American Nightmare shirt. I mean, this has everything. So I think we're getting a little too much Cody right now, personally. Yeah, it's a little, I, I, I get it, you know. He's the face of the company. He's one of the faces of the company. One of the people in charge, obviously, vice president. But yeah, it's a little overdone. I retweeted the uh, Britt Baker post. I thought that was pretty damn funny on Twitter. You know, she had uh, the next series of AEW figures, and it's five Cody's all in different colors. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. And Brand- Brandy was like the chase, and like the dog oh, yeah, the was do- in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's not that far off, man. So I, I get it. But like you said, Will, we talked about this. We'll go back episodes and episodes and episodes of this show before you need the main players in every line. You can't just come out with the dark guys, six of the guys that are on AW Dark and expect the line to sell. You need to keep the guys that are the top guys in the company moving forward. Otherwise, you have no figure line. Exactly. The funniest thing about this, though, is AW hasn't been around too long. So what does it get to the point where they're going to like not have moments to recreate or these moments are not as crazy or memorable as moments of the past in professional wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, especially this past year. Yeah. There's not too much to choose from. Exactly. I think this is why you see a lot of influx with these main guys, these He-Mans and these Lionos or whatever it is of a W being inserted into the line multiple times because it's kind of like placeholders because it's like a holding pattern, right? I mean, there's not a lot more you could do. And the roster isn't that big of significant people. There's kind of a strategy that Jazzwares needs to play into right now. What do we do? How do we get there? And this is kind of, I think, going to be the way where, like you said, you're just going to see a lot more of these main players because AW's only been around for a short period of time. Yeah, I think with, you know, how we feel about Jeremy. I, I think, you know... He obviously knows collectability and the line and all that. And, you know, looking back to Jax, hopefully he's got some stuff up his sleeve moving forward and things are planned out according to how the company's going. Yeah, I mean, they just announced another figure line. So you're going to get this unmatched line along with the unrivaled. 
I hope it's not oversaturated with Cody figures. Now I hope they do something really, really special, and I think they will. And I think he's a smart he's a smart guy, and he knows what formula works. And we'll go from there. I'm getting these. Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them. Buy them. They're great. I think that's what all we have to say. So the next AEW topic of discussion, Jazzwares AEW topic, would be. I guess you want to go with the series five. I we don't want to spoil. So look, all we all know that the photos are out there of series five. People they think there's they're breaking news. They think they're like making money like the sun or something. I have no idea what's going. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same person. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but it's always the same backdrop. It's always the same person. And then they get the photo from them. It's fucking crazy. And you know, like guys, you're fucking pathetic. I don't I'm not following you because you broke a, a figure line. Like it's so stupid. I just don't get it. Look, I look, I got the next series. Look, look what the next series is. Oh, follow me. And what do you what am I supposed I to feature on you? Yeah, fuck you. Like <laughs> your photos are shitty, all right? And yeah. your your fucking Instagram, you're not you're not even taking the photos. You're getting it from somebody else in China, and then your Instagram account sucks. Okay? Yeah, you you have your name all over it so people can't take the photo. They take the photo anyway, so no one gives a fuck. And uh, they just want to see the image. They could care less. Yeah, your name's all over it. I don't even see the name when I'm looking at it. I don't give a fuck. And then there's the reposters that put their name on it. Afterwards, <laughs> right, guys, listen. I got the I got the next scoop of the next series. Listen, who's to the people that do that? I don't fucking care. I don't even look at your name. I just look at the picture. I don't give a fuck. I know it's it's out out of this world. But let's just say. We told you so again, right? I mean, that. Uh, listen to some of the prior podcasts. That's what I was going to say. The reason I put it, <laughs> the reason I put it in our notes, will, is because you predicted this set. You knew it was coming. We needed the first AEW Tag Champs. You knew Luchasaurus was coming down the line. You will call Toyetic. He is Jungle Boy. You got to put him with Jungle Boy. I mean, we kind of knew this was coming. That's the reason I put it here. Yeah. So the figures in the line aren't a surprise by any means, and I'm happy we got them. Would I have kind of sprinkled a few of them in this series, this upcoming series four? Yeah, I would have changed the lineup a little bit. I think the Cody and the the Kenny in there was just a little too much in my opinion. But again, we talk about anchors and it makes sense. And I would have switched up, I think, Santana and Ortiz and the first tag team champions. I think that's what I would have done. But anyway, that's just me. Could have been just a placement thing. Could have been a timing thing. I don't know. But regardless of all that, I'm in. I like the next set. I'll be getting those and we'll go from there, man. Yeah. Two things. I'm excited to see the Lucia Storis, obviously. And I want to see the SCU, man. That's Scorpio Sky with the tag title, Frankie Kazarian. I'm excited about getting them in figure form. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun to see them and we'll get the tag team titles now, which is great. And we'll go from there. All right, guys. Again, thanks for being patient with us this week. I know we had to skip an episode due to some of the personal stuff I've been, you know, dealing with. And we want to thank you all for your patience. And with that said, let's get to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. I can feel electricity in the air. All right, Joe, welcome back to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. And as a recurring theme, as I said before, we gave you a little hint. We're talking AEW. Jazz wears AEW Unrivaled Series 4. We got to break it down. We'll break it down. Bow to the masters. Break it 
So yeah, Joe, this is a series that I did not pre-order, Joe. I did not pre-order the series from Ringside Collectibles. I find that shocking because you're an AEW figure, Mark. Yes, I am. I am an AEW <laughs> figure, Mark. I, I mean, I just told you I fucking purchased two Cody's. <laughs> but, but again, yeah. Joe, what do I always say? What do I always say about... I, I don't know. I think these are going to be a little more higher in production. I, you know, we're smart here. We always say patience. I was a little bit, I was a little bit disappointed with my last ringside collectibles order, how they came in. So with Target bringing in Jazzwares AEW figures, I said, I'm going to hold off. Yeah, I pre ordered the set. I just kind of pulled the trigger. I was like, you know what? I don't want to search for these. My figure is Series 3 that came in from Ringside looked great. I didn't have any issues. You know, they packaged them really nicely. And I didn't even see the uh, images. Like, they had, you know, you didn't see the images in box before the pre-order. I just pre-ordered them. So then when I looked at the images, I'm like, all right, what the hell am I getting here? Let's see. And we'll, you know, we're going to break down the figures real quick. But I guess my favorite figure here has got to be the Sammy. I think the Sammy looks good. I like the hit-me-up sign in the background. But as far as the figures goes... First up, I think we should uh, talk about the Sammy Guevara. Yeah, so in this line, you're getting six figures, as we all know. You're getting the Kenny Omega and the Cody as the anchors, the big guys. You got the Sammy here. You got the Matt Hardy. And then you got the Santana and Ortiz. LAX, I call them LAX. And they're on sale at Ringside Collectibles right now. Most of them are on pre-order five, I think, pre-order four, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I agree with you. The best or my favorite figure of this set is probably that Sammy Guevara, and I want to start there. But before we get there, I just want to really talk about this set as a whole. I am not getting Cody, and I do not like that screaming Kenny scan. So it depends. I'm on the fence about Kenny. I have to see it in person. Again, we always say these are figures we need to see in person. I really think the Sammy, the Matt, and the Santana Ortiz are some of the best figures Jazzware has done to date. And that Matt Hardy is the best Matt Hardy ever created. So Magic, hats off to you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I love the Matt Hardy. I think the Matt Hardy looks great. Starting off with the Sammy, I have the images up here. I think it looks great, man. The haircut they nailed. I'm not a fan of the tongue thing that he does. I never have been, but you know, that's his thing. Whatever, he sticks his tongue out every five seconds. But as far as the head sculpt on this, looks good. Hair looks good. The tongue, they actually nailed it. The face looks good. Comes with the jacket. Like I mentioned before, the hit me up sign's kind of funny. You know, you can put the sunglasses on Sammy. I do like the black and gold attire as well. It's simple. The design on the front looks good. You know, you could do the pose with the tongue out with the sunglasses. And looking at the back of the trunks, they're plain black, but the front has that little design that he has on the front. Overall, well, I'd say this is a great, figure. I know Sammy in general is excited about it as anybody would be to get their first action figure, especially with a major line like this. So overall, he might be my top pick. The Matt Hardy's coming in second, I think, but the Matt Hardy's up there as well. But talking about the Sammy, I think it looks great. I agree. I think it's amazing. I think he was super enthusiastic when Jeremy had him on the Instagram live interview and I got to watch that and I thought it was really, really cool to see him talk about his career and the figure and how much it means to him. And seeing this figure with the final prototype images, I think it's amazing. 
I agree with everything you just said, and I'm not going to go into detail because you hit it hit the nail on the head. Now, I wish we do get a straight face sculpt eventually so we can swap the head out, which I'm assuming we'll get. But I do like the tongue. I like that's part of him. I think it's just crazy and fun. And remember, guys, this is from his Dynamite match against Cody. And that Cody figure is with that UK ring, I believe, from that Dynamite match in Washington, D.C. So again, they're putting the puzzle pieces together here. They're matching the attires in a very memorable match. And that was a great match that him and Cody had on Dynamite. Yeah, I, I remember that match. Oh, it's fantastic. Let's get into the next figure, man. Let's talk about the Hardy. Oh, well, there's not much to say other than that it's one of the best, like I said, figures that Jazzwares and Magic has created to date. I think that they nailed everything about this Hardy scan. I mean, it is just, oh my God, Joe, I, I just can't say enough good things about it. You know, I'm looking at it and it's his debut figure, Jacksonville, Florida. Again, this was supposed to be, I believe, the Rochester debut right before Blood and Guts in Newark, New Jersey. And man, if there was a crowd there, you knew this would have been one of the biggest moments in professional wrestling history. And not only that, they nailed the trench coat jacket that he wears. It's got beautiful detail on it, the painted kind of red detail that, I don't know, kind of like Victorian style mosaic. They nailed, 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 nailed the sculpt and scan. I love the reddish color in the hair. Yeah, yeah, that looks great. Again, I, I think it's the best Matt Hardy figure we've ever seen produced. And then they throw in the hologram there of him. Yeah. And then you throw in Vanguard one there. You got the hologram put on Vanguard one. I mean, it, it's just one of the best Matt Hardy figures ever created, if not the best Matt Hardy. And then there's the Chase variant. So, I mean, you got the Chase, which I'm not too high on. I'm not a big fan of the Chase one that they put out. And I probably won't be purchasing that. But what are your thoughts? I think the Hardy looks great, man. Like I've, I know, you know, obviously with Mattel, we got a bunch of Matt Hardy figures, but I feel like this one definitely nails it, man. You know, Matt Hardy's coat with that reddish hair, you know, when he debuted, I think it's perfect. I kind of want to see under the coat a little more, you know, you can kind of see it on the ringside images, you know, the reddish pants with the boots. I just wanted to see underneath the coat a little more, but that's fine. From the outside, this might be Matt Hardy's best figure to date. The chase I was a little confused by because he has Chris Jericho's boots on, which he doesn't wear, which was a little weird for me. But the regular version, I think, looks great. And it's a toss-up between him and Sammy for me as far as the best figure in the set. But I think overall, this is a must-have. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You got to get it. And you know what's so funny? I was actually hesitant prior to the images being released whether or not I want it to get this Matt Hardy. And now it's just you have to add it to your collection. Yeah. Yeah, I agree for sure. All right, Joe, what do you think? What What is your, uh, what's the position on your uh, next figure of the set? Where do you go from here? I guess next, well, I, we can we can group these two together. You know, the two I'm about to break down. Next up, I'll talk about the Kenny. The Kenny, the head I'm not too excited about. You know, the, the face they have him here. I think the hair looks better on this one. The uh, facial expression I'm not too excited about. As far as the attire goes, the back of the pants looks a little strange with the blue and silver. I think that looks weird. As it wraps around the front, when you mix the gold back in on the front, I think that looks cool. But the attire, I'm not too crazy about as well. Overall, this figure, I'm not too excited about. I personally like the Series 1 Kenny. And I like the exclusive Kenny that comes with the ring a little bit more with the green. My personal opinion. This one, I ordered it. And now that I've seen it in the package, I'm not too excited about it. I agree. I don't like the head sculpt. 
It's that simple. I actually don't mind the attire choice. I think the attire is okay. It's not the greatest, but again, I just don't, I just don't like that head. That's it. I'd rather see him come with like some brooms or something or, you know, just play into it a little more. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's like you said, it's not hitting the buttons for me. And that's kind of all I got to say about that. You know, same thing with the Cody, the attire, you know, the black and green, the throne breaker shirt. I think the uh, design on that looks awesome. I like the colors on that. The head, it's a Cody head, you know, obviously, you know, what do you, not too much there. The best part about this, besides the shirt, I think, is the boots. I like the elite boots with the white, with the, uh, what's his dog's name? I forgot his name. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. But uh, same thing. Well, it's another Cody figure. The best part about this figure, I think, is the shirt and the boots. Yeah. I Nothing to say. Again, you're going to get that champion's figure. It's going to have the updated look. It's going to have the tattoo on the neck. It's going to have these same heads in there. Going to have a beautiful shirt. I don't really care for this figure and I'm passing on it. So I do, however, like, was it the chase or the rare or whatever, whatever they oh, did? Oh yeah, in the that, orange. That, one, that one's definitely better though. Color on that, the orange, I do like on that one. Yeah. But again, it's not something that I think I need to have in my collection because the attire is not that special and you get the tattoo in the Cody from ringside. So again, probably just going to pass on that chase rare as well. So the last two in the set, I think, are some of the best tag team figures I've ever seen created, bro. They're pretty crazy, man. Santana and Ortiz, proud and powerful. I, I'll start off just because it's so crazy with the Ortiz. I mean, look at the look at the sandal, the inner circle shirt. I mean, look at the extra head you get. Look at the hair. <laughs> the fucking hair is insane on this. You know, it's a lot of attention to detail on this figure. I mean, even when you look at the images loose, you can make him doing like the tiger kind of face he makes. But look at the, the uh, I remember he used to wear these uh, shoes, like the toe. I forgot what they're called. He used to wear them in the ring, those little boots. Even those, uh, they really nailed. I mean, every detail on this figure looks great. Same thing with the Ortiz, man. I mean, I think he wears kind of like an overall, but down, like they're loosed overalls. Even Even that, everything about this tag team, they nailed. So when I look at best tag team figures in the modern era ever created, everybody said last year the Viking Raiders were amazing, right? And I agree. And we agree they were amazing. Now, I got nothing tied to them, War Machine or the Viking Raiders or whatever the fuck you want to call them. So that's why we didn't mention them. That's why we kind of just, you know, it's like kind of an honorable mention. Yeah, we recognize they're some of the most detail-oriented figures ever, but they are very toyetic characters in their own right wrestlers, right? So they have all that to use. You look at a tag team like this in Santana and Ortiz, and they don't have that kind of stuff, right? They just have, you know, they have some headbands here. They have the the weird quirky things like the shoes and stuff like that. But what Jazzwares went ahead and did is they just nailed every aspect of that, right? You just have, like you said, in this Ortiz figure, one of the best figures ever, whether you talk about the claw hands the big hair, the kind of like permed out hairstyle, or you're talking about the dread style hair on him. I mean, dude, it is just awesome. You got the removable overalls, which is awesome. You got the freaking flag style towel. You got the flip flop. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like you said, this is, and then even in Santana, it comes with the tennis ball and the sock. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about the sock. 
He got the sock with the tennis ball in it for Pete's sakes. And he's got the freaking, it looks like he's got the actual Dominican flag in there too. And they didn't even show that as an accessory in these photos. My only gripe well with the Santana is that extra head. I think that looks a little strange when you zoom in on it. It does look a little strange when you zoom in on it. I think the lip paint is off a little bit on this personally. Yeah, yeah, it looks odd. I got to look at his photos when he had the match with Mox, you know, with the with the eye versus eye stuff. We got to look back at that and we got to see if he did have a kind of a busted up lip and stuff. But man, I'll tell you, the tattoo work on Santana is amazing. It's just, dude. Dude, it's insane. I mean, the uh, putting these figures together, this is a case where you got to get these figures loose again. You know, you might have to get two of them. Just this, I, you know, taking these out of the package, I, I, I want to break it down a little bit, like we said before. This is a series. So you look at series three, and I'm going to get another Cassie, and I'm going to get another Allen, right? And probably getting that Chase rare Allen, whatever the hell it is. I forget which is Chase, which is rare. Yeah. And you look at this series, you're two in for Sammy. You're two in for Hardy. You're two in for Santana. You're two in for Ortiz. It, it, it's, oh my God, Joe. I mean, amazing series. And that's our position. I mean, that's, I think this series, you're almost two in for everyone except for the, the anchors, right? Because the anchors, you're kind of getting elsewhere. Yeah. But everything else is just amazing. Everything else is amazing. And this is why I wanted a pain maker. You know, I think if they put it, if they threw a pain maker in here, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, Jericho's got to be coming down, maybe series six or seven. He's got to be coming back down the line or an exclusive. Or an exclusive. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying, like, if you took this, you didn't need this Cody in this slot. You could have threw a pain maker and it would have made me happy. Yeah. Or, you know how I always say, well, I want the sunny kiss. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about uh, what. What is that? Uh, sunny dreams. I'm making up songs here. That's what you are. <laughs> sunny dreams, Joe. Give me a sunny kiss. Oh, Give God. me a powerhouse, Hobbs. You know who I'm waiting for? Uh, Brian Cage. Yeah, we need we need the FT we need the FTW we need Taz we need Cage. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Same here. So, all right, everybody. Well, if you look at the entire set, if you look at the Guevara. The Hardy, the Santana and Ortiz. You look at the puzzle pieces it fills. You got the inner circle basically now, right? All the pretty much the main members. You have this beautiful Matt Hardy figure that's probably the best ever. And that is it. We think this is another great set by Jazzwares. Jeremy, Magic, Gregory, everybody at the team is doing an incredible job. We can't wait to get them in hand. Give you some more reviews of them, in-hand reviews, in-hand pictures. And that's our position. Don't forget to tune in next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. Oh my God! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Oh My God Figure of the Week. Joe, we're going back to retro. We're going back to Hasbro's. We've been talking about Hasbro's retros ad nauseum here, but we're going to take it back for this week's Oh My God Figure Week all the way back to 1990 Hasbro WWF Series 1. And we had to list this one because, man, you know me. This is one of my favorite figures of all time. It is the Series 1 Ultimate Warrior. 
I know. Well, with all this has uh, with all this Hasbro and retro talk, it made me think of one of the greatest Hasbro figures to ever be released, especially on card, and especially when you talk about nostalgia. I think as a kid, I might have had four or five of these. I remember having like so many of them for some reason, and. We got to talk about it, man. It's got to go in the Oh My God figure of the week. And it's Series 1, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And for the good and the bad, because I, for one, am with you. I had two to three of these when it was all said and done. And now I have two. I have one loose in mint condition, which was, I believe, my childhood one. I kept one. And the other ones I trashed or sold or whatever. And then... I have one on pristine card. I mean, this thing has got to be close to like perfect. You know what I'm saying? It would be AFA 9 probably pretty high. And it doesn't have official on it. So it is the first release. Yep. It's got the the 12 back on there. The first series, no official, pristine condition. Uh, yeah, Yeah. That's the one people are after. Yeah. It's, it's just a beautiful piece. I'll get it out. I'll, I'll shoot some photos for, the Instagram and Twitter page this coming week, but it's a great figure. And let's start there with the card, man. I remember being in Kitty City. I remember being in Toys R Us. I re- I actually got this figure though from Kitty City. I remember that vividly. It's a defunct toy store in the Northeast, New Jersey. And I remember going into Kitty City and these were lined on the shelves with everyone. Oh man, it, it, it just brings back the memories. I remember getting this Warrior Wolf for my birthday. I remember having a birthday party. So it's, uh, the, the memories are a little vague, but I remember having a birthday party in my backyard. I remember getting some Ghostbusters, and I remember getting this Warrior, man. And I just remember ripping it off the card and just that attire, man. I've always loved that, like, just white, the red with the green. You know, it's nothing too crazy. But back then, especially, you know, when this was released... Uh, WrestleMania six and all that, man, I was just such a big ultimate warrior fan. Then like a lot of kids were and getting this in hand, man, it's, it's just one of the best Hasbro figures of all time. It is. And the funniest thing about it is he had the green trucks on the card, you know, little, little off with the color, but it was from an earlier attire of his believe in the eighties. And I love him just on that card in that press slam pose in his face. I mean, it's just so cool. It's iconic, you know, ultimate smash on the card. But yes, it's just an iconic card regardless with the 12 back and with the bio, the figure itself, as we said, very controversial because people for some reason didn't like jumpers. And I guess I understand why, because the legs were put together, but I didn't mind the jumpers, you know, like I, I, there's so much like, Oh, I didn't want the jumpers. I'm like, I never remembered being like, oh, I don't want this ultimate warrior figure because it's a jumper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, I would say I'm all kind of on that bandwagon. You know, if you look at the Brutus and a couple of the other ones, I I wasn't really a huge fan of the jumper either. As far as, you know, the playability, I wasn't a huge fan of the jumper style Hasbro's either. Yeah, see, so I mean, I I don't know. I just I didn't mind them at all. I I think it was a little odd, but this warrior figure is so iconic that it had the best mix here. You know, it it really was done because he did that kind of elbow tackle. You know, so that's what it was supposed to mimic in toy form. 
So it kind of fit. And I know a lot of people didn't like that, but I don't know. I liked it. I didn't mind it. And it was super muscular, which was cool. And what's not controversial about it, which is really fun, is he's got that weight belt. And we all know the story behind the weight belt. Yeah. It's supposed to be the uh, IC title, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ron Rudak confirmed it in the drawings that it was supposed to be the IC belt. But then obviously he won the world and they had to nix it. So I think, I look, I think it's an iconic figure, man. Oh, yeah. And the, the warrior image on there is just great with the green, you know, the yellow and the red. And then I think he is he gorilla pressing uh, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Looks like. Doesn't that well, look like him? well, you know, Al Snow is at a friend shop of ours today. And again, guys, we're recording this on Saturday. And uh, there's a there's a terminology called a job squad. And let's just put it to you this way. The guy that he's press slamming on there is is definitely enhancement talent. It looks like Billy Walker or something like that. <laughs> And, you know, we like to look at the cards, too, Will, real quick. When you look at the collect them all, I mean, you go to the back. You look at the Macho. You look at Akeem, Andre, Jake the Snake, Rude. I mean, this Series 1 is just incredible, man. Just so 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 nostalgic, man, when you pop that card over. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I was saying. I mean, getting Demolition, Axe, Smash, and Warrior for the first time at Kitty City was just, like, amazing. You know, just even the card art on everything, you know, I remember it distinctly, like, the smash was just like, oh my God, seeing it. And then the back of the cards were iconic because you're looking at the back of the cards in the series and then maybe add hints, you know, of what was coming next. Some things happened, some things didn't, you know, as we know with Rhythm Blues and all this stuff. That just made it all, all that much more special, you know, when they added future series or past series to the cards, you know, and I wish they did a little bit of that today, you know, where it was old school and yeah, you got the main series, but then they hinted at something coming up. Yeah, yeah, they definitely hinted. And and being a kid, you know, that was the way you got your uh, next, you know, guys in the set was looking at that card. Of course, of course. And I think what's cool about it, one company's doing that right now, Hasbro's doing that with the Star Wars Black Series packaging. They're kind of like putting little Easter eggs in there because they have all the photos on the sides of the boxes now. And some hints on there, whether it be a gun or, or maybe an armor piece or something of what's next. I would love for that to be implemented with modern day wrestling figures in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, look, Joe, you look at the figure, other than it being a jumper, I love the muscular build to it. I do like that it's got the ultimate smash jumper style because he did do the shoulder tackles, the shoulder blocks, and that that was his main move with the Gorilla Press Slam. I love the attire, the green. I love that, yes, he should have come with the Intercontinental title, and there's a little hint to that in the figure with the weight belt because of the you know how far along it was in production. I love the face paint. I love the pink and white face paint on this figure. And the card's amazing, and it's so iconic. So I don't know. Do you want to read the back of the card for our listeners real quick? Yeah, well, I'll, well, we'll take it back for our listeners. 1990 Titan Sports here. Ultimate Warrior. Height. 6'2", weight 275 pounds, origin unknown, of course. Uh, They got a couple little pinpoints here for the Warrior. Won the WWF Championship title at WrestleMania 6. His energetic style and great strength set him apart from his WWF counterparts. Possesses one of the most imposing physiques in all of professional sports. Screams his war cry to install fear in his opponent as he enters the ring. Ultimate warrior. Ultimate warrior, baby. Well, run, run the lawnmowers over me. 
Yeah, the spaceship descends into the austereal planes of the demo gods. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, those are all the reasons why this Hasbro 1990 WWF Series 1 Ultimate Warrior is an oh my god figure of the week. What? What? everybody welcome to the what what question of the week so joe talk a lot about jazz wares wicked cool toys aw figures here on the podcast because we think they're doing some of the best work in the business right now and we didn't touch on this during any of our previous podcast episodes because i guess we didn't know really how to discuss it but but we want to pay a little respect to the late great Brody Lee here. And I know it touched both of us in different ways, but in the same. And we did get the shirts, obviously, from Pro Wrestling Tees. So go over there, support that cause. I'm actually going to get another one. So go support the Brody Lee family. And I thought that the Brody Lee tribute on AEW Dynamite was one of the best tributes a wrestling company has ever done for a professional wrestler. So you got to give your hats off to Tony Khan and the crew there. And this all boils down now to when do we get the Brody Lee tribute exclusive? And really, what figure should it be, right? I mean, this is going to be interesting. Is it going to be a ringside exclusive? Is it going to be made public? Is it going to go to charity? I'm assuming all these things will come to fruition, but I'm pretty interested in it. I'm in for at least two, maybe even three for a charitable cause. And what are your thoughts on it? Do we get it sooner? Do we get it later? Me personally, Will, I think sooner the better, You know, especially with Brody's family. And if it, it is going to charity and his family, I think... Sooner is definitely better than later in this case. I remember being so excited when he joined the AEW roster as the uh, Exalted One, joining the Dark Order. I'm a big Dark Order fan, so having him, you know, uh, holding the reins there, I think that was great. And I think, you know, Jeremy did post, it was it was a little, little insight, but right after someone said, man, we need a Brody Lee tribute figure. And he's like, you know, they're working that out with the family and something along those lines. But I think it has to, you know, have the family involved. Is it going to be a ringside exclusive? I think that would be a good idea as long as, you know, the family's involved or, you know, maybe another way. But I think we need one. Brody Lee, especially, he's got to come with the updated TNT title. It's a way to bring the title into the line. But, Will, I'm kind of torn with the figure should he be in his ring gear or should he be in one of those awesome suits he used to wear? Cause his suits are pretty damn sick. Yeah, I know. It's really interesting to see what they're going to do with this. You know, I don't know what they're, like you said, direction. And I understand that they have to work with the family and the estate on doing something like this. You would have to think if the Matt Hardy was just released for series four, that 
they debuted on the same day that this would be all in the works, right? So they have a Brody Lee figure coming out, right? But now what what is it going to be? Like you said, it, was it planned to be in a suit? Was it planned to be in an in-ring attire? Could you do a tribute figure where when he won the TNT title? Maybe something like that. There's a couple ways. I think, me personally, well, if I had to predict, I think they would go with his debut when he first came and the weeks after when he has the exalted like trench coat on, the white and purple. They're probably going with that, similar to Matt Hardy. I would love for them to do the green suit with the TNT title. I just I love that green kind of checkered suit he had on with the gold and red title. Man, that really pops for me. Yeah, and this is really taking it to the next level, but I look at collectability and I look at again, donation, right? Charitable donation and you don't want to make it not accessible for people, right? So my like my dream would be a three pack you get him in his attire, his debut, you get him in the suit, and then you get him in the attire he won the TNT title with. And you get and you throw the TNT title in there with him. But it's going to be a little, I think, unreasonable to think that would ever happen just because, again, you want to have it accessible. And I don't think people are going to drop like close to $100 for a three-pack. So with that, well, I guess it wouldn't be 100 I guess it'd be like 60 70 bucks, but still a big number. So I think what's going to happen is you're either going to get him in the debut attire, like you said, or you're going to get him in that attire the night he beat Cody for the TNT title. You're going to get a TNT title with him. I'm almost positive about that. But do you get both? And that's the question, because really they retired the red one, which was his, and they then created the black. I don't think you would get both personally doesn't make sense really to put the black in there with him unless it's again like a tribute you know so that's my take look i i'm gonna be happy and again i'm in for at least two maybe three depending the price and the figure just to support the cause and i hope we do get it sooner and i agree with you we should get it sooner because you know it's fresh and you want to support the family and you know they've already had something in the works because they just released that matt hardy so that's kind of my take on it, you know? Yeah. I will, I, I can't wait. I, I know it's coming. I'm pretty positive, you know, if looking at AEW's direction, especially with the tribute show and everything they're doing for the family. I'm just curious to see how it goes. Well, you know, see what they do. Yeah, the accessibility of it. The ex, You know, it's exclusive. Is it going to be in the main line? They can still do that too. So I'm just looking forward to seeing it. And I can't wait to see it, I guess, you know, for this segment of the week you know, the what question of the week. I hope we do get it and I hope we get it sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'd like one, obviously, before the end of the year and maybe they do a release like on the anniversary of his death or something. Who knows, you know? And they, they kind of, or they release pre-orders that date or month or whatever and let's hope they do it because it's well-deserved and we've seen the Mattel figures in the past and they were good. But now seeing the Mattel figures against this Matt Hardy, I think they are going to knock Brody Lee out of the park. I mean, if it's going to be anything like this Matt Hardy, it's going to really do him and his family justice. And um, yeah, I just can't wait. And it's a sad, 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 sad thing. I feel for everyone involved. And I think we both feel for everyone involved. 
And we want to support that cause as much as possible, whether that buy, be buying a shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com or buying AEW action figures. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to see it. Can't wait to get it. Awesome. So that's it, guys, for this week's what? What? Question of the week. Look at this. Look at this. You talk about a house of fire. You're seeing it right here. And welcome to Busted Now there is no denying, Joe, this is our ripoff of Let Him Breathe. Everybody knows it, all right? And, And I know Matt knows it, and I know the Major Pod knows it, but guess what? We like doing things extra, Matt. We're going to bust it open. We're going to bust it open. And here's the thing. Why we do this segment is because we are hashtag MOC for life, mint on card for life, guys. We are hashtag mint on card for life, MOC for life, baby. And we hate busting figures open. And this is a segment that is fun, but painful at the same time. And you're going to follow with us through our journeys of busting some of the most rarest and some of the most garbage figures of all time, baby. <laughs> today we today we got an interesting pick here, man. I'm going to be busting open the uh, Jack Superstars Series 3 BCA Ahmed Johnson. One of my favorites back in the day, by the way. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Joe. We t- I just said garbage figures, and you got one right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he didn't, have, uh, he didn't have too many figures, man. You know, he had the uh, BCA Series 3. He had the uh, Bendems, which I really liked. And he had that really weird fucking Stomp Warzone figure, which I, I can't... I don't know. Hopefully, no one bought that. And another one I had, too, was the Playmates Grudge Match. I had that. But yeah, man, he didn't have too many figures. Same thing with his career, man. He didn't have a long career with WWF. I think the highlight of his career was winning that IC title from Goldust. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I was a big Ahmed Johnson, Mark, bro. He was a beast now. Was he the best? I mean, he wasn't the most terrible in-ring performer. Nah, man, he you know? was pretty good. He was pretty good. And I remember that King of the Ring match, man, when he hit that Pearl River Plunge, the build-up to it with Goldust kissing him and him like ripping the door down. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And him winning totally. that gold title, man. It was great. But yeah, it's just the stuff after where his career kind of went weird. I forgot. He had some medical issues. Then they did that tournament right after he won the title. So no one really... He didn't have a long run with the IC title but he was the first African-American to win a singles title at the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, that was really important in pro wrestling history. Yeah. Obviously you have at that time, not a lot of African-Americans winning championship titles. You know, you had the first major one with Ron Simmons winning the world heavyweight championship from what I remember in the nineties, believe Ron beat Ron beat Vader, right? For that title. Yeah. Yeah. He beat Vader for the belt. And yeah, I love this figure. Hey, look, it's iconic. Like you said, there's not many Mohamed Johnson figures out there. I've got one in my collection. This Jack's Superstars Series, what, three, right? Yeah, Series three. I love this series too, by the way. I remember when I first seen Ahmed and Mankind in this series. Oh my God, with the Bulldog. 
as a kid, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, packaging change on this series too. So it's the first time you got that blue kind of Starburst packaging, you know, one of the first times. Did they do it for series two? No, right? This was the first time with the packaging, right? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, series two was different. This is the Psycho Sid series, right? Yeah, Psycho Sid, Bulldog Mankind, Michaels. Yeah, great, great series. And again, having Ahmed in here, it's going to be tough. I would not bust mine open. I want to keep that minty, minty, minty on uh, mint on card, baby. But you're going to do it. You're you're going to rip it open. I can hear it. Yeah, I checked on eBay before I uh, about to rip this open, and it's, it's fifteen bucks free shipping. <laughs> so I'm not missing out on anything here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, believe me, the value of that Ahmed Johnson figure is not going to go anywhere, folks. <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting. One of, one of my favorite wrestlers from that era, and not like I said, not too many figures. So let's, uh, let's bust this open. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Oh, it's painful that you're doing this to this packaging. I can't believe it. Let me take out this WWF stand that I always threw in the garbage as a kid. I know. I never used them as a kid. So, like, I never displayed them with the stands, and I always, like, I did not throw mine out, though. I actually put them, like, in my bin all together, and they would just sit there. It was really weird. Dude, the smell of this, man, brings back 1996. Oh, my oh, God. Get a, get a good whiff of that for the for the listeners. Smelling that rubber? I'm, I used to carry this bag to, like, my grandmother's, wherever I would go, and it'd have all my wrestlers in it, and the bag would smell this rubber that, when I would open it up, man. Jacks, oh that Jacks Chinese rubber, baby. Woo! Another thing, too, I played with this figure so much, the arms and legs were so fucking loose that you could just swing them all around. This figure, taking it out of the package, is so, you know, the joints are tight. The legs are stiff. The arms are stiff. Like, they're like, you know, you can still position them the way you want. Man, I used to beat the shit out of that figure back then. Oh, of course you did. Because, you know, this figure, it was perfect. You could do the plunge. You could do the plunge uh, perfectly with this figure, you know? Yeah, the Pearl River, man. Yeah, Pearl River plunge. And... Give a little, let's see, let's hear the bone crunch in action, baby. Let's hear the PCA action. Let me see, I'm trying to get these joints. Can you hear it? Yeah, there it is. Here, here. Oh, yeah. You smell that plastic, <laughs> you, you hear that crunch in action, and that brings you back, baby. Dude, I, dude, I, holding this figure in hand, man, it just brings back so many memories. I think that's part of the reason I wanted to bust it open. Dude, it's great. You know, for 1996, Ahmed Johnson's, uh, you know, he had to bend them before this, which I played with a lot. But getting this figure in Series 3, it was just so exciting, man. Especially for that time. You know, it's got the classic Ahmed Johnson red attire. You know, the red trunks, red elbow pads, wristbands. He's got the uh, red boots with the black around them and the red knee pads, man. Not too much as far as, you know, color-wise on him. He just wore the red. The head, the head doesn't look bad. The head looks pretty good. It's got the earring on the one side and an unpainted earring on the other, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, dude, this brings back memories, man. This is a solid figure. Yeah, got a little goatee action on there too, right? They're the, you know, the, the facial hair, right? Around the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's got Bell's palsy a little bit on the right side. <laughs> bad pain apps, bad pain apps. Dude, this is great, man. It brings back so many memories. And it's nice holding it where the, the it's not loose. You know, it's nice and tight. It's a solid figure, man. It's a solid figure. And like you said, there's not many Mama Johnsons out there, so it's got to go right in the collection. I mean, who are you pairing this with, man? Who are you putting this in the collection with? You know, if you had to, you know, putting this on display. 
I think you got to pair him with uh, either Goldust or, you know, you don't want to put him with the Nation. I never liked him with the Nation. So I don't know. I think you just pair him with the other guys from this set. I think that's your best bet. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little, uh, like you said, do a little heel face action. I just put him on this WWF stand. It's like perfect. It's funny. You, you throw all these out. You could put him on the stand. I actually like, you know, I would have him, and this is what my plans are for when I actually do a display. I want to have my favorite champions of those few years. What is it? BCA was 90, what was it? 95, 96-ish, right? So yeah, 96. 96. I want to do 96 and 97, and I want to put my favorite champions, and Ahmed's going to be right there with them. He's great. He looks great. His figure is just perfect. So, guys, well, hey, look, like I said, busted open, you never know what we're going to do here. We busted open in the first episode of this podcast a WCW, Galoop WCW <laughs> Series 1 Sting. Who had ever thought that? And I still got that Ultimate Warrior sitting around from 91. Uh-uh. So that's another one. So that's Series 2, Ultimate Warrior, Hasbro, busted up card. You never know. You got to check back, right, Joe? You got to keep on listening. You got to keep on listening. You never know, man. This segment comes and goes. We like to sprinkle it back in. And this week, uh, you got a little throwback to 1996. Yep. We went back to 1996, Jack Pacific, WWF, Superstars, Series 3, Ahmed Johnson. Great series. And again, keep on listening because you never know when we'll get an itch or just do it for you all. We may just want to do it for you all, even though it's going to hurt us. It's going to make us hurt so much. You never know when we're going to choose another figure to bust it. Oh, All right, Joe, we're going to cut it short here this week. We're not going to do any main event. We're probably going to bring the main event back next week. But again, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in this week, last week. Go check out last week's episode, Always Ready. We did a wonderful interview with the one and only Matt Cardona. And Joe, thank you. Thank you for hanging in there. I know I want to also thank all our listeners once again because they've reached out to me and sent their regards, given all the stuff that I'm going through. And I don't like to air all the laundry, obviously, out there, but it's been an adjustment period. And, you know, thanks so much for sticking with us. And we'll continue to get this rolling, man. You know, we may have a new schedule. We may drop on a different day, but we're going to continue the podcast. It's not going anywhere. So thank you all. And thank you, Joe. Yeah, no problem, Will. I know uh, life throws you some curveballs and, you know, that seems to be the way things go. But yeah, no problem at all. And thanks for the listeners. Thanks for everybody listening. We'll keep the uh, show moving forward. Yeah, much appreciated, guys. Again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. We're on all major podcast platforms. Head over to Podbean and iTunes. Those are our two major ones. And write us a review. And remember, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collecting.